The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Episode 5 of the Daily Innovation Podcast. We appreciate you guys joining um, back in studio. Nate, how are we doing today, my man? We're doing good. We're doing good. First time we haven't recorded in the morning, it seems like, since, I don't know, what, the 1918 World's Fair? I know, yeah. We're not much evening, guys. We like to kind of get up, have a coffee, you know, start to get after it. and uh, Buzz early and often. Yeah, exactly. Get the caffeine flowing and, and uh, energy levels are high in the morning. So so we do like to record in the morning, but no, a little Feeling good, record. though. I am too. Feeling real good. Yeah, for sure. Too good. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. You don't want to feel too, too good. So we'll Greg had his open mouth surgery the other day and I slipped some of the morphine. Feeling good. Yeah, no. we'll get right into that. Yeah, I we mean, will. Um, we talked about the toothache last episode. So I went to the dentist and uh, and things weren't good. Um, yeah, what was the issue? Um, so I cracked a tooth. How? And <laughs> I think we went over this, but I'm not sure how. Yeah, but I don't um, think anyone's heard it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. Right? Um, don't know how I, I, I chipped the tooth, um, but, uh, but chipped the tooth and then went in and obviously it was causing me some discomfort, uh, figured out and it infected the nerve, um, which means you need a root canal. Um, not a great experience. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's not, it's not like I, I'm used to, you know, I've had cavities in my day. Like I know what the, I know what the process is. They shove the needle in, they put this, um, you know, umbrella around uh, the tooth and, and they access it, but I mean, it's, I mean, we don't have insurance over here at the Daily Intermission. You know, oh we're a small God. business. We're just getting things going. The, 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 yeah, that's <laughs> something that definitely was not on the top of the radar as soon as we started. You know, we're like, all right, we need mics. <laughs> we need lighting. We need a new MacBook. We need a camera. And, you know, one of the things that didn't come up was dental insurance yeah, so, on that list. So, so. It, was a, it was a hefty, uh, hefty cost. Or, yeah, you know, it definitely hurt the wallet this week going into the dentist. <laughs> Getting the root canal, but uh, open mouth surgery, as Nate said. So, yeah, I'm back to healthy and back to feeling good. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk about, Nate, was, uh, you know, the beeper systems when you're walking out of stores? Yeah. You know, they've got them, you know, for say, you know, the, the big box stores like Walmart and Sobeys and, mm-hmm. and, and drug stores. Well, I was walking out of a Lawton's the other day um, and and I set it off somehow. I, I forget what I was picking up, some toothpaste and... and um, really taking care of those teeth now, eh? Well, well, yeah, I, I try to, uh, but uh, but yeah. So I set it off, and, and the girl, it just seems like it's it's a frequent kind of reaction to these things going off. Just waves me through. Yeah, yeah it's all good. I, and that happens a lot too. And I wonder, one, are they just auto auto turned on? Like as soon as someone goes through, do you just automatically bang, like bang? Because you hear it all the time. Yeah, you do. And the other thing, you gotta wonder. I wonder if like when we're walking out, like not to say we like dress good. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to wonder if, they, do they wave through the people wearing the pajamas in Walmart? Like, I feel like they got to get a double look. <laughs> That's right. They're right? checking the receipts out. And yeah. I mean, no offense to, to anyone wearing pajamas at Walmart, but you just, you know, just visually look a little bit more, you know, like well, on you the got, shoplifting side of things. Well, well, that's what I mean. I mean, if it's like, if you look, say you're in like a prison, you know, when they're doing the thing, it's like, was it person A or person B? Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you've got me alongside some woman who just chain smokes darts and has cookie monster pajamas on. Yeah. I feel like I'm probably getting the walkthrough over the lady in the cookie monster pajamas. 
For sure. But I mean, I just kind of reflect on that situation and think that I could have had a pocket full of oh. uh, uh, hockey cards or anything, yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm not a shoplifter and I wouldn't no. do that. But but we were walking out of Walmart the other day mm-hmm. and it went off again. And yeah. and, uh, and it just waved us through. And it's like, well, like, why do you even have those things up? Well, exactly. And that poor, the poor greeters, man. Like, what a gig. I know. You yeah. know, it's like. The greeters go. Have it's like, hey, go. Hey, go. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it feels as if, it, like, if, if I was a creator at Walmart, I'd really, really dial in. You know, I actually, you know, I reflect on my times uh, working in the in the back shop at our local golf course, and, and I oftentimes thought of myself as a as a greeter. You know, I was the first one that people saw yep. when they walked into the golf course. And I honestly, I tried to, like, you know, set the mood for the day, you know, but people are generally happy, probably in a better mood walking into the golf course than they are in Oh. You want, you know, me, talk about polar opposites. You want to talk about yeah. somebody who has is, is that guy? That's me. Yeah, <laughs> I walk in there. I'm like, man, it's gonna be such a good day. And like, sometimes I'll take my first tee shot, and I'm like, ah, I may as well just go. Yeah, I'm it happens, dude. Because it's like, I don't know. I just get so. I actually got a lot better at not being so down on myself. Yeah, probably like halfway through the year, but. You know, you snap a couple clubs, you got to rebuy them. You know, that's really the point where you're like, okay, buddy, you're not going pro, so maybe just town it down a notch. But the amount of trunk slams I've seen, man, oh man, it's gonna be one of the funniest things ever. You see someone I've had so lot. many rounds too, <laughs> and like I, I when I see people get discouraged on like the first second hole, it's like you know, I've been like three, four, five over on the first hole and played some of my best rounds. I got it back to like yeah. 73, 72, and yeah. you know, you really just got to stay focused. And, and oftentimes too, you don't go to the range, you don't get warmed up, and yeah. it's just like you're just really trying to find the yeah. groove of things. It's and, like you're not Tiger Woods, so it's like you coming in hard off of work, <laughs> driving in the parking lot, walking right to the first tee while eating a ham sandwich. Yeah, like it's yeah. probably not going to be great. You know? If you don't bust one three hundred down the yeah, in the middle, don't get too discouraged. Yeah, I mean um, that's that's you know I get that on a nice dry day. Yeah, you know, I get a little extra roll. That's but, right, downhill. But some of those, so I just wanted to touch back on some of those trunk slams. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, oh, or like you know what else is hilarious too? When you see someone and they're just trying to be a hero, and it's like, how'd you shoot today? And they're like, not good. Like could have been better. And then you look and they they shot like eighty. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, the worst part about it is 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 the person you come up. There, maybe it's in the restaurant, up, or you know, maybe it's the putting green. You say, you know, how it was around. It's like, well, well, listen. Well, number one, I, I and then on number two, and then on number, it's like, well, listen. I didn't sign up for the hole by hole, shot that's, by shot. That's what I was gonna say too. I don't even ask people how the rounds were ever when I run into them at the course anymore because yeah. I just I just can't get in. It's like you know, I was doing pretty good and like got the whole seven, and I was like, he's gonna go for it. Eh? Yeah, I was he's looking for a numerical value yes. of the entirety of the round, and then that that was that, that was good it. bad number you shot. That's yeah. all. I I care like exactly i'm not trying to catch it on golf tv later the highlights yeah. but i would love to see some amateur highlights from like our course like just some <laughs> stuff that went, it's like and here we have this just a moment ago from nathan on hole six it's yeah. like we know we can't clear that creek but yeah. my god there it is plump and now let's fast forward to the sixth hole and it looks like yes greg has bogeyed the fifth and now is shotgunning a beer on the yeah. sixth tee <laughs> it's like if we look to the left it would be nathan has his approach wedge stuck in a tree <laughs> oh for uh, sure um no but it's uh, it's all in good fun and and uh you know we love the golf course but but certainly the people who try to explain their entire rounds oh. uh and the shot by shots i mean we've got to we've got to fix that I've and been, you've just got to understand that nobody cares oh no, i've been stuck in some brutal situations too where like you get going, and you're like, maybe you're in a hurry or something. You're trying to like get out of there, and someone's like, it just gets. There's some people that will break down everything, man. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And you just sometimes you get stuck, and you're like, uh huh, uh huh. On my shirt, third shot on thirteen, I bladed a sandwich just to, you know, just over the green. It's like, yeah, you know, normally I hit my seven iron flush. 
Like, I don't really screw it up much. And you're like, this guy is just seriously going for it right now. Yeah, he is. He and is. it's uh, it's the worst thing ever. No, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. Big week, Nate, for the, for the daily intermission. Um, you know, we had some uh, some big Zoom meetings. Uh, you know, we've been talking to some, some, some big characters, some powerful characters throughout uh, the sports world. So we're really excited about that. Obviously, it's not news that we can share public. Um, but, uh, but some leagues have reached out some, some big, powerful social media accounts. And it sounds like we're going to be doing some, um, some content creation for these accounts. And we're really excited about it. It's really been, been, uh, been a good week. We're taking some yeah. good strides over here at the daily intermission, man. Oh, for sure. And, uh, I mean, when, when, when you just say big leagues, like you guys have definitely heard of this league. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yeah, but, no, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to it once we... Get, get the whole plan of what exactly they're looking for. And once we get everything like kind of signed up for, and you know, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting stuff for sure. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Oh, definitely. So. Um, but well, should we we'll, bounce into it or what? Yeah, we'll start things off. And, and uh, you know, this is why you listen to the podcast is, is our sports breakdown for the week. And, and uh, we'll, we'll navigate the big four. Obviously the MLB, we don't have anything to touch on because it is dead lockout central. in the lockout. Yeah. Um, but starting the NF, in the NFL, it's been, uh, you know, Quite an exciting week, and and I mean, how can we not start with uh, with Antonio Brown? A lot of people calling him Antonio Clown, but it's been an extremely eventful week for him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you missed it, the Buccaneers' big comeback win in MetLife Stadium against the Jets, which is kind of there's a little hilarity in that because I mean, the the, the fact that the Bucks were down against the Jets and had yeah. to have a comeback. Oh um, man, there's a lot of funny stuff to take out of that as well. One was when we were doing our. Um, Operation 272 video. Yeah, you said that this is going to be a close one. I was like, this should be a close one, like yeah. sarcastically. Anyway, yeah. I looked at one point, it was like 24-10 for the Jets. I'm like, sweet Mary, mother of God, this yep. could be bad. But anyway, um, another thing to touch on is just the text message exchange between Antonio Brown and his coach. Thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just kind of break down break Antonio down, Brown. Yeah. So, so midway through the game, Antonio Brown... Uh, has recently come out and said that he was fired, but he he pretty much he exited the stadium in one of the more, I mean I don't know it was the most outrageous exit I've ever seen out of a sports game. So all of a sudden he starts kind of you know it looks like Mike Evans is having a conversation with him on the bench, trying to like calm him down. Yeah, like yeah. buddy, like listen, like calm calm down here. And yeah. uh, and all of a sudden he starts stripping down. He pulls the full on Cristiano Ronaldo. He's got jersey gone, shoulder pads gone. He undershirt gone, undershirt in the crowd, gloves in the crowd. My favorite part about when people rip off the uh, <laughs> the football jerseys is like how many times that the the shoulder pads stay in the oh. jersey, so it just gets chucked off. So it looks like half a corpse just laying yeah, there. That's right. <laughs> so funny. Honestly, side note: those are so difficult to take off. Yeah, shoulder pad, uh, football shoulder pads, because the jersey's so tight. Right. And uh, and the, anyway, but uh, but anyway, he starts flying through the end zone. He's like, he's saying he's injured. He's bouncing around the end zone <laughs> like he's just know. you know scored his. It's obviously a lot different than when you were actually be, would be playing. But I think at the same time, it's not doing him any any favors by <laughs> running around doing jumping jacks, getting the crowd amped up. And he's throwing up the deuces like he's just throwing up the peace sign. It was honestly, if you haven't seen, which I'm assuming that everyone who consumes this podcast has seen the Antonio Antonio Brown saga. But but yeah, so he uh, he ends up coming out uh, in the last few days and said that uh, he was fired on the spot he was injured they were trying to play him while he was injured yeah uh but at the end of the uh at the end of the note the iphone note he said business is booming and he'll be back yeah i mean we'll see about that i'm not so sure if we're gonna pull up percentages here what do you think the odds are he's back man it's low for me i say it's gonna be like 15 uh, yeah i mean well well, let's just kind of look at antonio brown He's been when he was in Pittsburgh for his five, six, seven year run there. He was the best receiver in the NFL, best route runner in the NFL. His statistics: he was the second fastest to eleven thousand receiving yards. I mean, just a truly incredible talent. And then towards the end of his his tenure in 
Pittsburgh. It just turned into a clown show, and and he was like, "I'm out of here." Anyway, he gets traded to to I, Oakland. I just to touch on that real quick. I was I went over some highlights because I had forgotten just how like dominant he was really. Yeah. And anyway, I was going through the highlights, and it was kind of like a it, it was a highlight uh, reel, kind of in order. So it started with like from the beginning, and then like just slowly graduated towards the end of when he was in Pittsburgh. And it was like so funny. Like the first few, it's like oh, he's just buzzing around, like getting touchdowns. And then at the end, it was it's pretty much just goes to one. It's like he goes to hurdle a guy and kicks the dude in the face for no reason. He could have just it's gone. Ar- yeah, he could have yeah. he could have just gone around him. And then the commentary is so funny because he goes, he's like, and he's somebody jumps, kicks a man, continues to run. I'm like, what? Yeah, he, he like straight up kind of like. Yeah, booted kicked him. him in the face. Yeah, he did. I think it was a kicker. I think it was a punt return or, or a kick return. <laughs> anyway, what an outrageous highlight that was. Um, but yeah, Antonio Brown, he's, been, he's such a talented receiver in the NFL. Obviously, so winning a fast. Super Bowl last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he won't be back. I mean, I don't know if you had a percentage chance, and I'll put it at like 30%. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, New England. Someone is, could take a flyer on him, though, but it's like, it doesn't seem worth it because it's like, what are you going to, if you can't. If he's not going to be able to be controlled under Tom Brady in the box, like this is off a Super Bowl, it's or like Bill Belichick in the Pats. Exactly, yeah. and it's like, what, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to like Jacksonville somewhere? Like, you know what I mean? Because like obviously they like a team like that, for instance, would take would surely love to take a flyer on a guy like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, is he going to listen to? If he doesn't listen to the greats, yeah, he, he ain't going to listen to anybody there. Well, it's just it. It just seems like it's the Antonio Brown show wherever he goes. Um, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I uh, just wanted to know, Nate, obviously the, the Buccaneers coming back. Tom Brady with like his, like, I think it's almost 70th, 69th uh, career game-winning fourth quarter drive. I mean, the pass he had to this Grayson individual who nobody in the football world's heard about. I mean, his greatness is, is, is right up there. And I would think, Nate... That that would kind of that game winning drive. Obviously, it's against the Jets, but that might kind of go head to head against the the goose egg they laid the week before and kind of get them right back into the MVP talks. Yeah, well, that's what we were saying. I believe it was last episode we were talking about that because we we're like, yeah. man, I can change so quickly. What is it? I saw though, Aaron Rodgers is minus four hundred for MVP favorite right now. Yeah, like that's I don't know. So I mean, I put some money on Brady. It's funny you bring that up. There was an individual, a beat writer out of Chicago, and he said like, there's just zero percent chance I would ever vote. For Aaron Rodgers, and you know, if you want to focus on 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 field play, sure, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a leader. But think about all of the drama he has caused for his team off of the field. But you're going to get mixed reactions on that because you're going to have some people where it's like, well, the MVP thing is on the field; it doesn't matter what happens here. And at the same time, but like other people are going to be like, dude, this guy has been an absolute clown to his teammates. He's like, he's been terrible to the association. You know what I mean? All that stuff. So it's it's kind of a weird spot. Um, It is for sure. Just before we get off the Antonio Brown talk, too, did you see the uh, the statement he made, obviously? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was in absolute tears reading the one part where he's like, he's like, I'm going to go in. He's like, obviously, we were frustrated. We were losing to the Jets. And it's like, <laughs> imagine being on the Jets and just reading that. Be like, okay, dude, like, you had sick, to bring that man. Up. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, we're that bad, eh? Like, oh, man. Absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but uh, but Joe Burrow, Nate, Joe Burrow has been on an absolute heater. And, and we picked the Bengals last week to upset the Chiefs. It was a huge win for the Bengals. Uh, the week before, he threw for 525 yards in a win. And then this week... Uh, or this past week, he beat the the Kansas City Chiefs, throwing for 445 yards. So about a thousand yards passing mm-hmm. in the last two weeks, two weeks, which is just unbelievable. Well, he's just what he came out in that interview too post game, and he was saying he's like, man, some of them I'm literally just airmailing, and Jamar Chase is just picking them up. Yeah, oh he's yeah. Like, <laughs> is Jamar Chase 19? 
I, I don't know if he's that young no. yet, but yeah, I mean, it's his first year in the league. Yeah, three yeah. touchdown game. I think he's got 12, 13 touchdowns on the year. Offensive rookie of the year for sure will be in yeah. the talks with Mac Jones, but yeah. Um, but unbelievable, man. This Jamar Chase kid is a is a you know, really talented individual, and they've got just such great receivers there mm-hmm. uh, with T. Higgins from Clemson, who was who was Trevor Lawrence's big weapon when he was in Clemson, and as well as uh, Tyler Boyd, another uh, big slot receiver. So they they've got a lot of weapons moving forward. One thing I wanted to touch on too is like I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but all I'm saying is ever since Libby and her boyfriend broke up, yep, Burrow's been tearing up. Burrow has been tearing up. Yeah, and like obviously they've got history, they got the there? picture. I think he's trying to put on a show for her. Okay, I yeah. really do. A little connection there. Maybe. I can see it happening, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but no, the Bengals will be in the playoffs. They, uh, they they've won the AFC North, which you know has historically been dominated by the by the Ravens and Steelers. So. Uh, really excited for the Bengals and Bengals fans, Hootie Nation. So it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to watch them come playoff time. Yeah. So an interesting stat I was looking at as well. So they won the AFC North. So that's the first time they've won since 2015. Okay. I think they won in 2013 as well. Um, so they had four times since 2005 they've won. And every single time they've won the division, they've lost in the wild card playoffs. Yeah, because yeah. of Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andy Dalton was the uh, the quarterback there and couldn't get it done come postseason. So the only time, yeah. And then the only time they've won and gotten past uh, the wild card has, was 1990. <laughs> And then Boomer and 19, Sison, I'm, I'm assuming Boomer was their quarterback. Perhaps. And then 1988, Super Bowl loss. Huh. So we'll see what happens here. It's, it's crazy. You know, You know. I, I focus and you know, biasly think about uh, the Patriots so much, and their success is just unprecedented. It's been so amazing. But there's other franchises with huge fan bases in the NFL mm-hmm. who have just gone through such tough times. Oh, man. Um, anyway, well, it's like it's, even when we were looking at the Memphis Grizzlies earlier. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they made one conference final since they moved to Memphis, and that's it. Like, there's so many teams that just battle. Like, what's Jacksonville? Like, oh, man. They've what? been – I don't know. I mean, I'm not even sure. I mean, well, actually, they when, uh, in 2017 uh, when the Patriots won the Super Bowl – uh, they almost beat the Patriots. Uh, they were in the playoffs. In the playoffs in the in the in the AFC Championship game, uh, or I th- yeah, I think it was the AFC Championship okay. game. They had their defense was just incredible. They had been yeah. drafting first round pick after first round pick right. after first round pick, uh, high picks and and just you know had assembled just a freakish defense. Um, they were calling it Saxonville. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, but Nate, your Washington football team, super exciting news. Finally, are going to be moving on from the Washington football team, which you know again I haven't hated. Um, but, uh, no, I know I kind of got used to it too. I was like, ah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's almost like the, the generic football squad. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like kind of funny like that, but yeah, there's some leaks of Washington admirals. Yep. Not big on it. Might take a little bit. Might be one of those things where, you know, you look at it a little bit, you get a little used to it. Like Seattle Kraken didn't, didn't turn a lot of heads. I don't think off the hop No. either. Like a lot of teams like I, and I always look back to is like, you say, you think of like, uh, Say the Toronto Ma- were named the Maple Leafs now. You'd be like, the what? For sure. A couple leaves? And, yeah. and you haven't even spelled leaves? It's not leaves, it's leaves. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I, I think a little bit used to it. I really don't want it to be the Admirals, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, don't I know, know what I want. There's like Red Tails and, um, and Red, Red Wolves. Red Wolves is, is another one as well. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I honestly, whatever they want to go with, they'll go with. Like, it's not really, it, well, it'll keep the color me. scheme the same. I just, oh, yeah. When I think of Admirals, I think of like a light blue. Okay. I don't know why. Might be because Milwaukee Admirals in the American Hockey League. I have no, no idea, folks. But that, but. Will, that news will be announced on February 2nd. Like Nate said, it sounds like it's going to be the Washington Admirals. Um, also, just a quick thing to touch on here, too. Sure. So say you have, you know how you see it once in a while. Like, if they're going to call them the Admirals, yeah. is Milwaukee not going to sue that? Because, I mean, what was it? Um, 
<laughs> Who was River it? River Rats? <laughs> well, the River Rats, yeah. We had a Junior C hockey team here that got sued by the Albany River Rats in the American Hockey League. And also there was one not that long ago where uh, who was that recent team that just moved and they were getting screwed over by a roller hockey team? Oh, yeah. What was that all was, about? Who was that? It was really recent. Um, um, was it was it the Kraken's farm team? Was it the Henderson Silver Knights for Vegas? It might have been. Anyway, I anyway, do re- yeah. I do recollect that happening. So, like, how's that? Like, a roller derby team. I'm not sure. Lucky. There's got to be some lawsuit there. But there's teams in professional sports that have the same name. Arizona right? Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, anyway, it, it, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, Portland uh, Pickles, Pennsylvania Picklebacks. Like, it happens all the time. For sure. But, yeah, if you haven't checked out our TikTok series, I guess the logos. We've been navigating some of the minor leagues across <laughs> sports and bringing up some of their logos and trying to guess them. There are some seriously creative logos uh, out and about in the sports world. Uh, Nate, I did want to shout out Ben Roethlisberger. It was a really emotional Monday night for him, playing against the Browns, his last game at Heinz Field, it sounds like. And, um, you know, we did talk about him last week, but, uh, but man, that guy, he uh, he only threw for 123 yards. I got the win. Najee Harris had a huge game, 188 yards on the ground. But, man, he uh, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, Ryan Clark, uh, longtime safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Super Bowl champion. He's an analyst. You'll know him. He's a UFC, a big UFC super fan. He's oftentimes on those uh, coverages, but came out and said that, I mean, you know, even uh, Terry Bradshaw, I think he won three or four Super Bowls for the Steelers. He still says that Ben Roethlisberger, best quarterback in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess, like, you can give him that. I mean, be hard not to, wouldn't it? Been there forever. Yeah, for, well, I mean, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, I suppose. Four Super Bowls. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just been such a roller coaster for him. Yeah, I guess um, four, yeah, geez. But uh, I think it was four. He, uh, so this is, it. he's done. Oh, yeah. This is it? Yeah. 100%? Okay. Yep. So he's on the farewell tour. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to bring in Jeannie Bouchard's boyfriend and, and, and elevate AC? him, Mason Rudolph, and, and ele- 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 elevate him into the uh, to the starter's role. But, I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. They definitely need a quarterback. They've got a fantastic defense, a lot of young good pieces, a lot of good young receivers as well. So yeah. um, they're going to be fun to, to follow moving on. But uh, but the AFC, the AFC North is, is, is going to be a tough division moving forward with Lamar and Baltimore. And obviously we just talked about the Bengals. And, yeah. I mean, we'll see what, uh, what Baker Mayfield and, and the Browns do. I think right. they did pick up his fifth-year option there. So he's going to have one more year with the Browns. But, uh, but no, it's been an exciting week. And, and I think finally, Nate, before we move on, I mean, besides the absolute heater we were on last week, uh, I think it was 14-2 and two in Operation 272 on Moneylines. Um, is is bad. Is there's, there's one more game, one more game that will have playoff implications. It's going to be the Sunday Nighter, the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, both teams who have recently relocated in the NFL, but it's going to be absolutely electric. And Nate thinks there could be a discussion pregame between <laughs> coaches and captains saying, let's tie this thing. Well, it's just something I want to see. So basically the setup was, and I saw this online somewhere, it's the, if the Jaguars upset the, cult, the Colts uh, and then the Raiders and the Chargers tie, they both get in. Yep. So there's a lot of talk going around the league that this could be a 0-0 just knee fast the entire game. <laughs> It could be knee after knee. It would be so funny if the Jaguars end up beating the Colts in the afternoon and then the nighter, there's just a punt, knee, 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 punt, knee, 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 punt. It would never happen like that. But can you imagine the uproar? Twitter during that would be the memes. All I know is I know where my free bets go in this week. A tie. A hundred percent. Yeah. Not even on the tie, just to go to overtime. I mean, it's got to go to overtime to get to the tie, right? For sure. The tie might be more worth more. 
yeah. <clears throat> than the overtime game, though. No, it's uh, it's going to be exciting. Sunday night, Raiders, Chargers for the playoffs. And then we got playoffs. And so we'll be talking playoff football, Nate, coming up. We'll give our picks for who we think are going to be the Super Bowl champions. I cannot yep. wait for it's playoff awesome. football. It's a, it's odd, man. It's, it, it just feels like this season's it, it's been a, a so roller coaster. Quick. And this extra week has definitely felt, make it, made it felt a little bit longer. Yeah. And um, it seems like I haven't watched playoff sports in so long. Like, obviously, the baseball playoffs was awesome. But it just yep. seems like that was so long ago now. Yeah, this this little shakeup. It's the only time I'm going to talk about it. It's positive 2022, but it just seems like with COVID, it just seems like things get chopped up so much, and mm-hmm. there's different little eras in the year. Yeah. Um, Nate, moving into the NBA, yes. Demar Derozan has catapulted himself into the MVP talks. I mean, this guy's have just having such a tremendous year with the Chicago Bulls. I love what their management has done. I mean, I think in the preseason, uh, in our pre in our NBA uh, preview show, I think I, I did shout out the, the balls that, you know, look out. Uh, they might have a good your, year. You had them for your win, right? I think I did. I think, I think I did. you picked them to win it. Um, but uh, but back-to-back nights. I mean, a buzzer beater is is an electric moment. It's probably the, the most electric moment that happens in basketball. I mean, we see it all the time come March, which, um, you know, we'll get to come March is in the NCAA March Madness. But, uh, but when it happens in the NBA, it's such an electric moment. And, and DeMar DeRozan does it. Back to back nights. First night against your, or no, the second night was against your Wizards, but the first night was against the Pacers. It was like a one foot heave. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's in the corner by the bench, by his bench, and just rips another three for the win. Back to back nights. I mean, what an electric way. I mean, the Chicago Bulls are having such a tremendous year, and he is in the MVP talks. You love to see it, man. You really do. I always, every single time, I can't get it out of my head, too, about DeRozan. It's just when he got traded from the Raptors and when yeah. he said he was in, like, a Chick-fil-A parking lot crying or whatever. For sure. That's the only thing I ever think of. But, hey, electric stuff going on. It's a damn shame it happened to my Wizards. But, you know, speaking of those guys, too, you want to talk about the fall off. The wheels. Oh, the wheels have gone flat, and that wagon is in the dirt with a tumbleweed rolling by it. Yeah. That is just awful to watch. Oh, man, it is. Shame. Remember how, they how were, I they mean. Were, they, were, they were the first in the, first in the East. Yeah, they were buzzing. 12 games in. Yeah, 12 games <laughs> yeah. in. I was like, end the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boys are going to the ship. But, yeah, it's gone. Uh, all hell is broken loose. Bradley Beal continues to, to be just a statistic uh, monster. Took him, yeah. took him in DFS last night, and, and he's, a, he's a beast. But, yeah, I mean. You get your secondary guys aren't aren't going to do it in the NBA and be a real threat. Um, Kyle Kuz, yeah, Kuz, and mm. and uh, yeah, I think he, he his his most optimal position is coming off as a six man. But I might be speaking out of turn there. But um, Nate, the Memphis Grizzlies you talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, John Morant, man, has he is is has now bolstered himself into being definitely a top five point guard in the league. He has just been such a monster. The Memphis Grizzlies are fourth in the West right now, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about it, you know, off the off air was you know, Nate, when was the last time the Memphis Grizzlies were relevant? And it's been a long, long time. Well, what was the year when we looked at it? What was the year they made the conference finals? Was that twenty twelve? Oh, it was twenty twelve. Okay, I was yep. thinking oh five for some reason, but yep. well, um, they switched over from Vancouver. What was that? Early two thousands, right? Ninety six. Ninety six. I think. Okay. Yeah, because it was right around when the Raptors came in. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. I used to have a, a prof at, at UMB, and, and he used to work um, quite closely with professional teams in, in Canada and as well. Uh, you know, did his did his time in the United States, and he used to always talk about. I used to, I can't recollect what what he 
used to, he used to have, there used to be a case study on why the Vancouver Grizzlies died, and it just seems like a city that could be able to to host mm. an NBA team. But I, there was a lot of sketchy things going on there. Right, I remember reading about that, but I can't remember exactly what it was now. There was, I know they had a, a lot of attendance issues. Okay, it was down, like it was bad. Like I want to say it was like five thousand fans a night, which is really surprising to me. It is. Um, <clears throat> I, I honestly would would like to see you know now twenty years later what it would be like. I think that. That wouldn't be an issue anymore. No, I don't think so either. No. Um, th- I try to think back of how good the Canucks were at that point, but it's not like it would make a difference. Like you could still go to both. Yeah, you know, because it's like they can't both play at the same time. But I would almost argue that there might be a bigger basketball fan base in in Vancouver and British Columbia. Just think about how uh, ethnically diverse that uh, yeah. and culturally diverse that city is. Um, you know, very you know very close to the Asian countries, which um, you know which is uh, you know which have grown uh, tremendously in the NBA. So yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame that we don't have a Vancouver team. It would have been fun to watch them. Obviously, their logo was unreal. Oh, unbelievable! Best some of the best jerseys too. Yep. It's it's kind of a shame too when you look at like the NBA. You got one team in Canada. Same as the MLB. Yep. You know, it's like it, it's a shame, man. It sucks. Zero in the Vancouver NFL. Vancouver would be nice. Yeah. Well, that, that too. But yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen when you got the absolute crapshoot CFL. Oh man. Like, yeah. Well, we won't get into that segment. No, we we'll won't. save that for another time. But no, yeah. it's uh, it, it is unfortunate. But I mean, we'd love to have them. Nate, I did want to talk about uh, young point guard on the Portland Trailblazers, Afri Simons. I mean, he he hasn't had a fantastic year. I mean, you look at his box scores um, through the through the year, and he's had, you know, 12 points, 6 points, 8 points, 14 points, comes off the bench. Um, but Monday night, he really had a breakthrough performance, a very heartfelt performance. He lost his grandfather on Sunday night, ended up scoring 43 points. Yeah. And it's a narrative that we oftentimes see in sports. You know, a tragic event happens um, to, you know, whether it's uh, an athlete or a coach. And, and just this, this performance out of nowhere, this very, you know, um, you know, spiritual thing happens, you know, at that venue or during that game. And he puts up 43 points, super special moment. It, what comes to mind for me is is the day they spread uh, Arnold Palmer's ashes in his hometown, double rainbow over the golf course in the yeah. town. Like, it's just it's just funny how those little coincidences happen and, and how, you know, a tragic event can really lead. I love those narratives in sports uh, to for betting and, and just even, too, for watching. It's like, you know, somebody's going through something and, and, uh, and they really persevere and have a you know, crazy performance. And it seems to happen a lot. It's probably because you pay a little more attention to it, but you, d- you don't see anybody have a bad night when that happens. You no, know exactly. I mean? like yeah, they're exactly. just, they're ready to rock. They're yeah. going for it. I think of, well, what, just what you were talking about too, is like when we were looking at his splits for his box scores or game logs, and um, I'll just throw as many words in there before I say it as I can, I guess. Uh, I don't Sorry. know what, what that was. Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, he was like career high or season high 22 points a game. And it's yeah. just like all of a sudden 43. Yeah. <clears throat> I think back to, I believe it was Thomas Tatar. His father died. This was only a couple years ago. That's why it comes to mind. But his father had passed away, and he wasn't supposed to be playing in that game. And I think he scores right away, and he gives the point up. You know, yeah. it's just like it's you got something to play for, and you're you're gonna you're putting your heart on the line those nights. It's hard to bet against anybody like that for, for sure. sure. You're playing with such emotion. It's almost like an unconscious feeling for yeah. them. And no, what a what a great uh, what a great story it was for Fernie Simons, and and uh, we're really excited for him. And and he had a great night as well last night. Twenty eight points, and he seems to be, uh, you know, finding his stride in the NBA. Still a young kid, twenty two years old. Yeah. Uh, Nate Kyrie Irving. We like to talk about him on the show. Very polarizing figure in the in the NBA. He's made his season debut uh, last night. He suited up against the <clears throat> the Indiana Pacers. Ended up scoring twenty two points. Yep. Looks like he hasn't really missed a beat. Um, but uh, but we'll see what that does for the Nets. Can't play at home, but uh, yeah. but he'll be playing. 
I know. I, when I was looking at it, too, I was like pretty impressive. I mean, to come back 22 points. I mean, it's, when's the last time he played? Oh, like, man. I, well, it would have been last season, but it it just seems like too like you know when he's been healthy or when he's been playing, he was injured all the time and missing right. games and yeah. So it has been you know an extended period of time since we've seen Kyrie Irving. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, you know 22 points coming in. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he can you know put up a 30, 40 night performance. I he mean, may yeah, not need to. He's obviously a fr- well, yeah. He's got enough run support in Brooklyn that yeah. you know you don't have to worry about it. But he's also and he's a freak of nature. It's just you got to wonder what the game plan is here with this can't play at home stuff. Yeah, it just seems like to me, I mean, obviously he stands by, you know, I do respect that. If you truly believe that it's not something that you should be doing and you don't want to do, then okay. But the consequence is, is you're not going to be able to play basketball in your home building or in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's stayed true to his beliefs and his thoughts, and, and he will not get vaccinated, but he'll be playing on the road, and it'll be interesting come playoff time because they're yeah. certainly going to be the number one seed in the East or, you know, one or two, and, and, you know, if he can't be playing at home, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, I start to wonder if things will change, too, in the coming months as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like these mandates will kind of ease, lay off a bit Yeah, because, obviously, it is a bit outrageous. We're not going to get into that, obviously. Well, quarantine but. times have cut in half exactly yeah. so i think that's something to kind of look forward to i mean like how long is it before like you don't even really have to bother you know what i mean for sure I, i'm not sure if that'll be the case ever but we'll see i'm not sure how it's gonna go it'll be interesting to see for sure and that was the first thing i thought of as soon as they said he can't play at home i'm like how in the hell is this guy gonna play how is this gonna work for the playoffs what a rhythm it, it, like screw over to if like say they have the guy coming in back up and it's just like he's staying hot for the home games and it's like, okay, do you just take him out and throw Kyrie in just because they're on the road? Yeah, you I, have know? No like, I have no idea. Um, and you know whose minutes he's taking, who's yeah. he's taking up. No, you're right. Um, but a weird, uh, really weird situation. Final point in the NBA, Nate, rookie Josh Giddy, Australian yeah. kid. I mean, he's just he, he's going to be a fun player to watch. He, mm-hmm. he I mean, OKC, uh, they've shipped out all of their pieces. They have a medley of draft picks in the next few years. They're 2022, 2023, 2022, 20, draft picks. If you look at it, their first round picks, it's ridiculous how young they're going to be. But this guy's going to be, the, he's going to be the leader for their team, uh, or at least a big piece there. And, and he's the youngest guy ever to have a triple bubble, triple double in the NBA. And, and uh, if you don't watch OKC much, turn this guy on. He's a, he's a facilitator. Okay, he's the guy who's 19. Yep. Yeah, okay. Josh so That's what I was saying. Okay, I had yep. it mixed up with the other guy. Yeah, we were talking too off air. I was like, when I first saw him, I was like, what? Like, if I saw that guy in street clothes, yeah. I, I just think he just looks like a guy who's just bumming around a campus, just hammers beers out there chilling. Yeah, he going does. To parties. He, like, he, he certainly looks, doesn't. He's not your tailor-made NBA player by any means. The hair's all over the place, too. I yep. love it. Yep, for sure. He, uh, anyways, highly talented, highly skilled 19-year-old oh, yeah. in the NBA. I mean, it's, it is impressive what he's done. 19, um, dude. 19 years oh, old. Think about I can't, what you were doing at 19 years old. Dude, I was playing washer toss. Man. Like, I was already rode off. I was already washed up. Dude, I was, yeah, I mean. Like. I've had a few comebacks in the, yeah. in the, in the, in the career, but I mean, no, exactly. I mean, there was no, there was no dream of, of playing professionally anywhere, or even having the maturity level of even thinking about going on to oh, a, a professional lifestyle. No, not even close. No. I try to picture myself playing in the NBA at 19 years old. Uh, I think that would have went. I couldn't. Getting millions of dollars? It's not pretty. It's not pretty. It, no. There's a lot of headlines being made, and it's not from sports, and it's from TMZ. <laughs> yeah, uh, moving right. on into the NHL, Dave. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, Winter Classic this week. Uh, very underwhelming Winter Classic, but uh, the Minnesota Wild hosted the St. Louis Blues, ended up losing to the St. Louis Blues 6-4. to four. Uh, 
I felt it was a little underwhelming. Normally, it's a bit more of a spectacle. They, it's the only game on New Year's Day. It's kind of a mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. Two teams playing in an outdoor stadium. Yeah. Uh, to me, it didn't really you know hit home like it normally does. Well, I felt it was just like under-marketed almost. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I didn't. I wasn't even aware there was a Winter Classic. Okay. I, I mean, I had seen some stuff maybe in August or something. I remember when the the Minnesota jerseys, jerseys came released, out. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I mean, other than that, I wasn't too sure it was even going on. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, it was it was a great game. Obviously, Kairou went off. That one goal he had was disgusting. The old wait and go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I know it's usually. I you gotta wonder how much how they could make that event a little bit more prestigious. I, yeah. I think of last year, like remember Lake Tahoe? That was sick. Yeah. Well, wasn't that just a stadium series though? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but no fans. But I mean, that was that was so that sick. was that cool. Venue was sweet. That was cool. But the yeah. ice was melting. It was yeah. like hey, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was super like funny. Wait too. like five hours. And, right. Yeah. 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 Pasternak's coming out with the Miami Vice outfit on. Yeah. I can't remember who they thought who it was, but they were saying something that someone's like, so they're like, so how do what if the lake isn't frozen? One of the guys that was playing was, and they're like, what do you mean? Like we're not playing on the lake. Yeah, thought they were playing on the lake. Beside the lake. Yeah, they were playing. And then you have McKinnon out there shooting. Boys were going for hole in ones too, or something like that. You remember that? That was that was such a cool idea. Yeah. The worst thing about the Winter Classic is, and it's an awesome thing. I would love to attend one. Yeah. I think the brutal thing about it is like, for the TV angle is awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's and it's and it's nothing against the league. It's just tough to get that angle. Wouldn't you just start filling up seats like the UFC does, like just right around the arena? You'd think there would be like ones you could really pay for and just have them right on the glass. Yeah, eh? like, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, it'd be unbelievable. Like standing room for like a few rows. Yeah. And just have like, well, I guess you Never mind. It, We're not getting into that. You but, probably but can't then, right now, but. Well, the other thing too is it probably cuts off. Like if you have guys standing there, true. it cuts off from the TV angle, true, right? So true. it's that's tough to do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you got a lot of people there, but it's the view can't be spectacular. Yeah, it's funny. Like that, that same day, we're watching uh, the Winter Classic. It's got like seventy thousand fans, and then you're flipping over to the Toronto Ottawa game with no fans. But uh, but it was truly a, you know an exciting world. It was it was an exciting game. A little underwhelming in terms of the promotion standpoint, like Nate said. But uh, but no, Jordan Cairo four points, most yep. all time in a Winter Classic game. Yeah. That kid's going to be incredible. He was on right. uh, the 2018 World Junior Team as well, wasn't yep. he? Yeah. I believe he's the one. Uh, his stick broke, and Drake handed him his. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and I scored with it. Right. Yeah, and they, which is in my opinion, he so credit Drake the goal. I mean, that's a stick. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it went to directly to the Hall of Fame. So. That's that's so, that's a fact. I mean, is that a big deal or no? Um, is that pretty good? I think I do believe Greg. It's pretty good. Okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, we got uh, that out of the way. <laughs> a developing situation, Nate. I shouldn't say developing. It's been an ongoing. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers are struggling. Uh, we talked about it a little bit off air. I mean, it's not incredibly bad where it's like people should be fired or heads should be called for, but they are struggling. They're you know they you know I think I think they've lost like eight of the last eleven or something along those lines, but they're still yeah. three games above five hundred or four games above yeah. five hundred. Um, but interesting saga. They end up losing I think six nothing. Um, and and Miko Koskinen. Uh, Dave Tippett, head coach of the Edmonton Rollers, calls him out, says, you know, we need better goaltending. It was some bonehead mistakes, terrible giveaway. Um, you know, we, you know, we're out of it before the, you know, the puck even drops. You know, it's like five minutes into the game. We're down two nothing from bonehead mistakes from our goaltender. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I, we talked about it too. Is like, is this a news flash for Edmonton Oilers fans? Yeah, it shouldn't be. If it if it is, I mean, you, you couldn't have expected your goaltending to be spectacular. I mean, you had Mike Smith on the miracle on 
34th Street run last year. I know. 37 years old. Did you see Koskinen's response to it? Yeah, he went back home into a into a uh, into a media outlet back home, correct, and was talking. Yes, yeah, it might have got kind of. I do believe there was some. Yeah, yeah some, some, some mix tweaking, up with yeah. the translation. Translation, but, yeah. but he did come out and say, "It's like I need some offense." Yeah, it's like, I well, dude, score you scored goals. seven goals in six games. Like, yeah, yeah, what ex- am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, Which I am. Is a fair point. Yeah, very fair point. I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really. Excuse the fact he's absolutely chucking muffins behind the net twice in the first five minutes of a game. Oh, and, exactly. and the fact that he's just plain and simple, not that good. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you can't just call him when your team's not putting the puck in the net. No, I I, I agree. And it's, um, you know, I think they're still going to be a playoff team. Yeah. I think they're going to be fine. But I think. I don't think they can do anything, though. I think they need to trade for a goaltender. Yeah, well, I mean, they got to do something, but that that touches back to what we were talking about on the last episode. I think it's like, when's the last time you saw someone go with the deadline, grab a goalie, and win the cop? Like, that's why you can't wait. You got to do it tomorrow. But who do they go after? Linus Allmark. You just, just guess who's coming back? Tuka, Tuka Rask is Man, back. Man, if I were them, I'd go for Tuka. Yeah, but Tuka sure. ain't gonna go. I don't know. He's staying yeah. in Boston. He's his. Is Allmark gonna get the job done though? Man, that's like for me. That's like he's got to be better than Smith and Koskinen. Have to. He be. has to. I don't know. But, I honestly don't know. But but I feel like you you can't get that kind of like that band aid cover goalie. You got to go get a goalie. Yeah, Mark Andre Fleury. Team. We talked about it maybe. Fleury. Yeah. I mean, the age is starting to creep up for sure on him too. But yeah, the Edmonton Oilers goalie situation has been you know at the forefront of it's it's been glorified issue for the last two years. I, I can't even remember. I mean, the last time, who's the last like legit goalie they had? I mean, Tommy Sallow. Yeah, Brian Rolson was he legit? Brian Rolson. I mean, he had some he had some wild runs. I mean, he took uh, Sallow was who was who did he play for in the Olympics? Sweden. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Remember he? Did he have something a highlight or something that comes to mind? Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you are, remind me of that? I can. I wasn't sure if you were just uh, no, if you no. had it or no. No, I didn't have it. No, they were. Uh, I believe it was two thousand two. Uh, Salt Lake City. Glove hand something. <laughs> We're getting there. Okay. Uh, just maybe let me finish it. Um, no, uh, well, they were playing Belarus. They ended up losing to Belarus. Big upset. Remember, it banked off his helmet or something. Maybe yeah. hit his glove, hit his helmet, From and like went center in the center or something. Yeah, something yeah. crazy. Yeah, That's and right. they ended up losing. I mean, like Sweden maybe mixed in a couple before. Was he that. wearing like brown pads? I don't think. No. 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 Okay. No, I don't think. I believe you may have been mixed up with Arter's Urbe. No, no, those were <laughs> those were pillows. Not even pillows, man. Those things were straight out of a garbage pail. Oh man, he he was a classic. Um, but uh, I'm thinking of when they went for the cup run in 06, too, and they lost to Carolina. Yeah. I think Rolson got hurt, and they had, like, marketing in. Okay. Just living on a prayer, yeah, you know, I mean, with these goalies. like. Yeah, they got to figure out that situation. Also, there. they've got nobody that puts the puck in the net anymore. Like, Pugliarby had a hot start. You know, you had um, Warren Fogle. Yeah. He was buzzing off the start, but those guys haven't done anything since then, so it's, like, impossible for McDavid. And then I see a lot of people asking. They're like, well, you got to move them. It's like, but they ain't going to move them. I mean, like, do I settle on McDavid or set in stone? No. Um, I don't think it would matter if they both requested trades. Like, you can't move them. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, it's been a kind of, you know, moving on to a team that has much better goaltending. Uh, we think about Igor Shosturkin and, and Alexander Gorgiev is the New York Rangers. And we don't give them enough attention on the podcast. Uh, and we don't give Gerard Gallant enough uh, love on the podcast. Uh, f- uh, you know, a fellow Maritimer. 
incredible season that uh, that New York's having. I mean, Adam Fox has 30 assists. Chris Carter has 20 goals. They're they're having just a tremendous year, and uh, and and they've been a really fun team to watch. And I think that you can you can credit their goaltending as being one of the biggest bolsters for that lineup. I mean, they've just been you know kind of flying under the radar how good the New York Rangers have been. Well, Shesterkin's been absolutely outrageous. Yep, lights out. Georgiev had kind of a, a tough start, I remember, to the season, but he's pulled it together. I mean, they, they got that Russian tandem just absolutely humming. Um, I believe Georgiev was actually born in Bulgaria, but okay. I believe he plays for Russia. In Bulgarian. The yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I mean, they're buzzing. They, I mean, if you could pick up Bulgaria on a map. Uh, I think I could get close. Okay, I could. But I couldn't. I'd uh, throw a dart near Russia and hope for the best. Yeah, I, th- I would be aiming to the... I, like say Low Russia's left? here, bo- like just lower left of like pretty much the bottom part of Russia, and yeah. then maybe up just a bit there on the left side. Yeah, there. that's where I'd be. I mean, it ain't gonna be to the right side of Russia because that's just plain ocean. Yeah. So, um, not that big of a geography guy, but I can tell you for a fact the Pacific picks up right around that right side. I think you're correct. Um, what were we talking about again? Shesterkin. Shesterkin. Yeah. Shesterkin. Yeah. So he's been a buzzsaw. Absolutely humming. And you know it you knew it was coming eventually. I mean, they win the lottery with Lafreniere. You got Kako who I mean, these guys haven't even woke up yet, man. These no. guys have a ton of potential. Like Lafreniere is gonna be unbelievable. Like they they've got some stuff here. I mean, even Philip Heedle. I'm yep. really big on that guy. We talked about Truba, like how him. his games come yeah. a long way and bit overpaid, but yeah. I mean they'll be all right right now. He's making eight million bucks. Eight million? He makes eight million. They got him from uh, You better be getting up. you better be picking up your game then. You better be. Especially um, with well, I mean, that decor is just bolstered full of money with Fox, too, right? Yeah, no, for so. sure. No, they got a good team, a dangerous team moving forward, for, for sure. sure. Especially with Sturkin, like you said. Man, if they can um, get Lafreniere and Kako on, like, some con- some solid, like, bridge deals, I mean, too. Kako, he hasn't earned more than, like, $5 million. Oh, I wouldn't even say he's worth that yet. No. But the thing is, if they Neither can get them. Neither is Lafreniere. No, no, no. But if they can get them on that bridge deal, yep. and then those guys start to break out, because you know what's coming eventually. Yeah. Lafreniere is kind of starting to. He is starting to The burner's kind of But he goes, like, he goes and then he kind of like doesn't do anything for a yeah. few nights. So it's like he's like a hard guy to take in DFS, but for sure. you know it's coming. Yeah. Um, just kind of finally talking in hockey. We got the Olympics around the corner. Obviously, yeah. the NHLs aren't going. It's extremely disappointing. Um, but there is one thing that Canadians can do or Canadians can be excited about because it sounds like Owen Power, Mason McTavish, potentially Kent Johnson from the World Junior Team might make an appearance on the Olympic team, which in my opinion, is an absolute no-brainer. But what do you think that would do for the Olympic team? I mean, it would definitely entice me to watch it a bit yep. more. Um, I mean, Mason McTavish obviously looks like he's he's ready to... I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been back in the NHL. You know, I mean, they're not going to burn that contract. They're just going to let him play out there and maybe go to the Olympics. Nine games, yeah. Exactly. So yep. then it just burns a year and it's yep. pointless when you can just get him for the next season. But again, Owen Power, too. I mean, these guys easily can be there, especially with what they're going up against. Yeah. It's it's a joke. I mean, they wouldn't make the team had there been like the I mean, normal. Owen fleet. won the world championship. Owen. Owen Power was on the world it, championship with Nick Paul and Chris Paul. Right, right. And yeah. um, I I did see a stat there that uh, there's an outside chance before he plays one NHL game they could have an Olympic gold, world championship, world junior gold, and a what is it? Not an NCAA champ. Yeah, an yeah. NCAA. Holy have all Lord. four of those before he plays an NHL game. Which and then he be, goes to Buffalo. Yeah. Which. You never know, man. I think things were a little bit darker in the in the Buffalo Sabres world than, than they might be, you know, moving forward. I mean, I think that I don't think it's outrageous to say that in the next five years they might turn the corner. 
Well, I mean, they've got the they have the D for it, yeah. and you've got two first overall studs like Darlene and and. He's really Owen coming Power. to Gubazone. He's having a better year. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't even terrible last year. He still put up like forty five points, considering like okay. all things considered. Yeah, yeah. that team is an absolute dumpster show. But well, Nate, moving out of the NHL and into the PGA Tour, it yeah. is a big week on the PGA Tour because we are back. It's a new year. It's a new. It's not a new season. It's actually going to be the tenth event, I do believe, on the PGA Tour season. But it's a new season for us. Yeah. Uh, because the fall, the fall swing is not very exciting. It's the tournament, the Century Tournament of Champions in Kapalua, Hawaii, at mm-hmm. the Plantation Course, extremely beautiful course, and uh, and we're really excited. And uh, we've got our best bets get out there. I'm on Tony Finau and Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, they're just teeing off now uh, in Hawaii, so you'd be able to watch it in prime time and you know at nights throughout the weekend. But uh, but Nate, who are you on this week? I mean, Sung J M is your guy. Well, as the listeners know, I am a big M guy. Um, you know, I actually looked. I was getting ready to do my picks, and obviously Greg got his picks in before me. I took a look at his, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going back to the old drawing board. Call me Wiley Coyote because, I mean, I loved your picks, DeChambeau yep. and Finau, especially Tony. For sure. I'm looking for a big year out of Tony this year. Yeah, I am as well. But, yeah, I'm on I'm on Sungjae. Okay. I'm on Sung Jae. And KH Lee, I think, is your long shot. KH Lee is my long shot at, like, what, plus 15,000? Yeah. So, I mean, folks, I'm telling you, don't do it. But dabble M. Also, I'd honestly be higher on Greg's picks this week than mine. I mean, KH Lee might not be a bad little dark horse for a little each way, maybe like a top 10 or top 20. But uh, Yeah, sure. But, no, I mean, you know, we're excited to watch, and uh, and we are doing a golf pool. So if you haven't seen the golf pool, uh, go online, go onto our Instagram page, hit us in the DMs, or if you have our, our phone numbers, send us a text, and, uh, and we will – Get you in the pool. So it's going to be survivor a style, survivor correct? style. Yeah. So you pick one golfer every week. And once you use that golfer, you cannot use them again. Uh, whatever they make in earnings that week, that will go to your season long total. And whoever has the biggest total at the year end will win a full merch package from the daily intermission, as well as, you know, whatever else we figure out in these next nine months. But, uh, but it's going to yeah. be really exciting. It's super fun. It's really easy to do. You pick one guy and you can't use him again, but, uh, I'm really excited for that name. Oh, it's going to be so fun. And as Greg mentioned too, free to enter, obviously. So that's a bonus for everybody involved. The merch package will be absolutely electric. You'll be loving that. And as you said, again, Greg, like we don't know what else there could be more stuff. So get in on this. It's going to be fun as heck. And, you know, nothing like a good survivor pool, especially in this circumstance. I've never done a golf one like this, so I'm super pumped for this. No, Strategically sure. picking your guys and just yeah, getting exactly. ready to rock. Like you can't just, like, full on, like, pick out the big guns yeah. in the smaller events. And, and if you have a guy miss the cut, you're like, mm. I think this is actually going to be one of my favorite ways to do a survivor pool just because, like, with the NFL, it's like you get those teams of the way. But there are so many golfers Yeah, exactly. that are so competitive that could win, like, any week. So I'm, I'm it, it's going to be awesome. You guys got to get in on it. Let's rock. Yeah, make sure uh, make sure you're, you're you're giving us a DM and you're sending us some text messages. We'll fill up that pool. Uh, I think there's 30 contestants right now, and I mean, if we can get to 100, that would be really fun for sure. For sure. Um, Nate, we're moving into the playbook this week, my man. What? It is the playbook daily intermission style. So if you're not familiar with the playbook, we give each other hypothetical situations that you may run into in society. Some more frequent than others. Some very unfrequent. Um, but Nate, I'm going to get things started here. You're flying. You're going on a trip. You're crossing the Atlantic. You're heading over to England. You're going to see Manchester United at Wembley Stadium. You know, okay. it's going to be a jam-packed stadium. You're super excited to go. Yeah. You know, you get on the plane. You're just in regular regular class. And, uh, and you find out halfway over the ocean that the plane is being hijacked. You have your back of you have your 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 bag of of, uh, of carry on stuff, but you 
need to make a play. Yeah. You know, you're on, you're, you're young, you know, you're a, you're a young strapping individual who's on the plane. You know, I don't think the 75 year old who was going over to, you know, to have teas and biscuit with his good friend, you know, is going to do anything about it. What is your play? So basically right now you're asking if I'm a coward or not, is what I'm gathering. Uh, yeah. You know, if I, uh, if I'm going to step in and the answer is no, I'm not. I'm not stepping in. And this is, goes back to a thing I've said as long as I've been flying on planes. We got to get parachutes in all under all the seats. And I know your head will explode or whatever it is if you jump. But I'm ripping the door off and I'm jumping out of the plane. And whatever happens to everybody behind me, I, I'm sorry. I apologize now. But I'm just, I just don't want to go down. I don't want to die like that. And that's some dark stuff. 100%. Well, what am I going to do? You know what? Actually, I'll go hero mode. I'm just going to run at him loudly. I'm going to run. I'm going to do that like behind the back arm run too. The kids do in high school, <laughs> you know, both hands back and just run at the guy. I think I'm going to strategically try to go and, and formulate a little team, look around, see, see who my guys are. They're not going to be able to do that. No, I'm not. It's, I don't know got, that situation, man. I mean, you don't even, it would be so scary. Terrifying. Dude. They'd be like, They'd be probably talking like imagine the, the scariest thing for me is like when people speak in a different language and it's yeah. like loud and aggressive. It doesn't matter what language it is. Yeah, that's terrible. It's just like you hear Spanish and they're just like blah, 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 blah. Like that's obviously like not very good Spanish. <laughs> I, mean, that, but, I mean, no offense to Spanish yeah, people. And it's not that I think your language is a tongue twister or whatever. But, you know, it's just scary when uh, someone's talking in a foreign language and you're just hearing it loudly and you're like, OK, these guys mean business for sure. Yeah. So I'd either jump or try to step in. But on your first one, Greg, you are able to know any secret from the past. We're talking Area 51, what happened with dinosaurs, okay. something like that. You've got everything, and you can profit off whatever you get. You can learn it in any way. What's your move with this? Like, are you going to go back to dinosaur land? Chill with them, find out what happened, get all the details. This might be outrageous. I want to know the details of Tiger Woods' sex life for oh. his entirety of his career. So you want to like sit in or? I just want to know. I just want to know, you want to know like, what went down. You want to know the body count? I just want to know, yeah, how on the road. What his day to day life was looking like, how many women he was he was dealing with, and and I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone, but I just I have a strong curiosity with what Tiger Woods was doing. What, what do you think is what do you think his body count is? If you had to guess, five hundred. And I bet it's a thousand. You think? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, five hundred. That's a lot. It's really hard to say. It's hard to put a number on. For sure. Yeah. But okay. all right, I like that, though. I like that one. Um, all right, Nate, you get access to a time machine. You are the have the golden ticket to a time machine. You can either go back in time to any time, any era, and live the rest of your life, or you stay put and you keep trucking. Okay. Um, so is this a situation where I, like, know everything I know now? Yes. I'll probably rip to like 1990 and just like create Apple. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, come yeah. up with the idea. Like, team just, up with jobs. We'll just get like because you couldn't. You probably. You oh no, I wouldn't yeah. be mentally capable of doing any of that. But I'd have the idea, and I would kind of run it by him. I would do something where I would just like become friends with the guy, and like you know, I mean, get myself in like fifty percent or something. For sure. Um, so that's what I would probably do. Either that or just stay put. Yeah. So, funny enough. So here's my second one, and <laughs> it's uh, you, Greg, have <laughs> come with access to a time machine. Okay. Um, you can travel to any point in history just for like, we'll say a week and you're la- allowed to bring any athlete with you. Yep. What's your play? Who are you taking and what are you doing? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to travel to any point in time and I'm bringing an athlete with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, gosh, that's tough. Let me think about some errors of, of, um, maybe I'll go to like, uh, I'll go to, I'll go to Woodstock uh, maybe uh, you know, just a hit up that Metallica concert in Russia. Of a, heck of a concert. Um, <laughs> you know, what are what are some things that you know? I wish I could have done. Maybe I'll go. I'll go to the 2008 Monday U.S. Open finishing day, and I'll bring my guy Tom Brady, and we'll watch Tiger Woods wow. on one leg win the U.S. Open 2008 with my guy Tom Brady. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I think that's what I do. Well, I mean. First off, picture the story by yourself. Like, imagine telling that story after it's like, yeah, so I ended up just flying down there. Anyway, I got the Monday claw. Got there. Anyway, watching Tom Brady, you might have seen it. The most electric thing in golf history for the most part. Monday playoff. Like, and did I mention I actually brought Tom Brady with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Okay, so your last one here. You wake up knowing everything you currently know, but you're in the year 1812. What is your move? Holy moly. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm assembling, I'm going to the smartest individuals around, and I don't really know how you classify that, like professors or, you know, we're talking about the most highly educated people in the play, in the towns, in the cities, and I'm telling them everything I know. Right. I'm telling them, I'm telling them about automobiles, I'm telling them about technology, I'm telling them, and obviously, too, like, it takes a long time to develop these types of things, like, the, it's kind of a, <laughs> there's a roadmap of things, like, you need to have electricity, yeah. you need to <laughs> Yeah, you can't a, just be like, iPhone. <laughs> The other thing is, too, yeah. you got to be careful with who you're talking to because there's a strong chance you get in the wrong guy's ear. He gets a, he starts feeling a little creepy about it. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're a witch. You're on a stake or something, right? Getting burned. I That happened. I was reluctant to think about that type of stuff. Yeah, like, that's the thing. you got to play it cool. It's very true. It would yeah. probably be something out of some movie where you'd find one person that was, like, also, you know, new. He's just like, no, I believe you, but no one else is going to. Like, we can't. But Yeah. No, it's no. very true. Yeah. you got to be careful. Um. All right, Nate. Well, your final one is uh, you have the ability to read minds, but you can only read the minds of two individuals. What's your play, or do you even take on that that type of (laughs) two people? Would you go like the president of the United States and like? Man, I feel like that would be tough. That'd be a tough one to do because if like you did that, I feel like that would that would mess you up pretty. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's some stuff that mean, yeah, there's no some, one. There's some high level stuff going on. Yeah, like you know, there's some government stuff behind the scenes that 100. You know, and it's like no one is ever gonna know this stuff. So I think that would actually be a great one. I'll go like President of the United States, and then maybe like uh, President of the United States, and then Putin. Okay. See what Putin's saying. Just okay. Yeah, I'll go Putin. Yeah, I was right. gonna say like. Like significant other or something, but 
I don't know if you'd want. You want to know their thoughts? I mean, Probably not. I, I was thinking that too. Like a parent yeah. now, I don't want to know. I don't. I well, there'd be a care. few times where you know you'd, you'd be like, you'd probably be sitting there at like lunch or something, and they'd be thinking like, oh, geez, that guy's really hot. And you'd be like, yeah, you I know, know exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's probably off, better off just not knowing. No, exactly. So yeah, I'm going Putin and uh, the president of the U.S. Cool. See what's going on. All right. Maybe mix in Trudeau. Yeah, yeah. The story is there. I don't know. Absolutely. Well, Nate, listen, that, uh, that's going to conclude episode five of season two. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. Seriously, like the support you guys show us online and just even listening and consuming our, our content is, you know, we can't thank you guys enough. And, yep. and uh, you know, we're just getting started over here. Uh, you know, we'll continue to share the news and, and we've got merchandise just around the corner. Yep. Uh, we've got some new uh, additions to the studio. That's going to be really exciting. But, uh, but Nate, I think, uh, I think that we, you know, we can't say thank you enough to everyone who listens. Yeah, no, not even close like we appreciate you guys so much much appreciated and make sure you get in that golf pool because we are ready to rock this year let's go go message us and sign up all right we'll catch you guys on uh on monday